Welcome to the Who Needs Instructions podcast, the podcast that wants to get men talking. So welcome along then. It is another edition of the Who Needs Instructions podcast and I'm delighted to say that I have a guest with me today who, for the first time on this show, I've never met before. So hello to Jason Arbiter. Hello, Jason. Good morning, Matt. You okay? Yeah, very good. Yourself? Yeah, I am good. Um... Uh, it's another morning, uh, so yes, all is fine. Uh, so, Jason, we were introduced by a, a mutual sort of uh, a LinkedIn contact, a lady called yeah. Mandy, yeah. and uh, she knows exactly what I'm doing with Who Needs Instructions, and she said, look, you might be interested to chat to Jason. We <laughs> had <know>. a phone call. <laughs> we had a phone call, and I am interested in talking to you, and that's why I would love you, or I love wanted to have you as a guest on the Who Needs Instructions podcast. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jason, tell me, first of all, a little bit about yourself, you know, sort of whereabouts you're from, uh, what's yeah. been your career and, and where are you at right now? Oh, wow. Um, is this a long podcast or a short podcast? It can um, be whatever length it needs to be. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, uh, I'm a, my name's Jason. Um, I am 51 uh, at the moment. I'm five foot nine. Um, <laughs> I've got black <laughs> long hair. No, um, I uh, I'm originally from North London, um, sunny Finchley area, um, and then where I, I was there until probably twenty in my mid twenties. Um, before that, uh, I was lovingly kicked out of my own home when I was about sixteen, seventeen. Um, all my fault, but I um. I survived that and went on, and then um, I about must have been about twenty eight. I can't even remember now. About when I was early thirties, I think I moved out to the countryside um, with my wife. Um, we bought a little cottage and moved on. Had a kid and moved up, um, and throughout that, I started when I was seventeen in the jewellery industry. And I've been in it ever since. Um, I've worked my way through the industry from working at a bench um, with other, putting diamonds and all bits and pieces together into rings. Um, And then I moved into the retail um, and then I moved into other parts of it. And uh, I did that for 32 years Uh, and recently before the happy pandemic i decided to oh, sorry, i was made redundant from a company that i'd been in for a good 22 years uh wow. you know not the end of the world to be honest i i was quite pleased about it because it was when i say stressful uh, i think that was an understatement and i decided to start my own business up uh at the beginning of, of brexit negotiations and then um <laughs> Thankfully, I was hit by the pandemic, and so I had to close my business down pretty much, my new business down. Uh, I, I kind of obviously, like everyone else, worked out how to, to work through it, uh, and that's where I'm at now. On the on the business side, it is like every other sm- very small business, uh, finding it incredibly tough. Every day, I want to quit. And every day I just want to go and get a job in Tesco's and be a number and not having to worry. But something always happens that makes me want to go, oh, do you know what? This isn't that bad. 
it could be worse, but it could be a lot better. But yeah, it, it, it's um, it, it's a tough thing at the moment, uh, and it brings on a lot of stresses and and all the other issues that I probably have or had uh, bring to surface. And that that's where we're at at the moment, I think. Okay, mate, that's brilliant. Well, thank you for that. I, um, I can already tell you're going to be, you know, open and honest about uh, your journey. So we yeah, can dig a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, I will dig a little bit deeper if you don't Go mind. Dig, um, dig. A couple of quick ones then. Uh, Finchley was your breeding ground. Are you a yeah. football man? No. <laughs> no okay, cool. Well, all. that's all right. We're not going to fall out over which football team you do or don't support no. then, so that's okay. I've never <laughs> even watched a football match. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Two things I haven't done. Either watch a proper football match or had a glass of Coca-Cola. <laughs> that feels like a statistic you've used before. <laughs> Now, listen, just to uh, get slightly serious on this, and again, you know, if, mm. if you're comfortutable talking Absol- about this. Absolutely. absolutely. You said you were kicked out of home at 16. What yeah. was the story behind that? And, uh, and again, you did say that it was your it was your doing by the sound of it. Yeah, well, well okay. Um, it was 16 or 17. My parents um, split up when I was, yeah, must have been 16 or 17, the age, uh, so many years ago, I can't remember. Um, my mum bless her she moved out with her fancy man and um left just my father and i to basically cope and my dad uh god rest his soul had no idea no clue of how to look after me i suppose i mean Mm -hmm. he he'd been working seven days a week as a taxi driver um and it just wasn't his thing to be. I mean, he was a, he was a loving dad. Don't get me wrong, um, great fun. But it just wasn't his thing. So he had his issues, mm. um, which I've probably inherited. And I think we just got to a point where we had a massive row and an argument, and basically tell me to piss off. Wow. Um, so I went, um, and I kind of sofa sofa slept or sofa dived or whatever the saying is uh, surfed <laughs> surfed that was the word sofa dived sofa surfed for a bit then i managed to one of my uncles great guy he had a building <laughs> this is random in finchley and he he, he said like it kind of needs looking after when when it was half of it was offices and the other the top part of it were just empty rooms mm. like it was it was it was uh it was built in the 1900s so it originally was flats uh right. so he said look you can go and stay at the top and i went okay so i went there and it was like and I, it was the most magical place it had four or five bedrooms um kitchen small kitchen i mean it was falling apart i mean it was an absolute dive but when you're 17 or 18 as i can't really remember the age um i was just given freedom mm. i had my own place it didn't cost me anything i just had to kind of look after it in the night time that's like the like the janet you know like the keeper of it yeah yeah, yeah. And I called it the tower because literally it was a tower. It had a stair, like a um, circular stairway in the centre that you'd go up. And, and it was just brilliant. I, I was there for about three or four years. Uh, three years. Um, and it was just an amazing time. 
uh, I grew up very quickly because I had to look after myself. Mm. Um, and I was, and I started within my in the industry that I'm in now, and I worked really, really hard. I had absolutely the only thing I had was a jacket and trousers on me, and, and an old beat up guitar and some bits and other pieces. And I, I worked seven days a week, twelve, thirteen hours every single day for years, um, just to get by. And then I moved in with so two girls uh, as a house share, which was a crazy, crazy time. I mean, literally partied every single day for about three years, and that burnt me out. And then I moved on to another place and another place. And then eventually, as time went by, I kind of got th- my shit together. Mm. Uh, I bought a little flat in... Wood Green in, uh, in in Bounds Green in North London, if anyone knows, um, and that was my base for quite a few years. And then I sold that to, uh, thankfully, uh, at the time I made a, a nice profit, uh, and then I started to gradually move up the ladder, uh, and, and I kind of worked my way up from there. So, but yeah, so when I was kicked out, that was quite traumatic. I didn't see my dad for after that for. Uh, must have been, uh, so 20, 25, uh, say uh, 10, 12 years. And so wow. we just lost contact. And you reconciled since? Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. Um, I got a phone, I, when I had my flat that I had bought, uh, an old uncle phoned me up out of the blue. And I thought, crikey, this is that phone call. And he said, look, Jay, um, your dad's not well and he wants to see you. And I went, yeah, of course. Um, So I, um, that week or that day, I can't even remember. So uh, I I went down to the Royal Free and I had seen him and he had pancreatic cancer. Um, He had lost a leg. No, he was just about to lose a a leg amputated Mm -hmm. because of the pancreatic cancer that brings on diabetes which brings on right. a limb uh, problems yep. and then i stayed with him i looked after him <clears throat> um for about six months nearly every day and um yeah and i was with him when he died um i sat with him we 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 were lucky we we my auntie had a, a beautiful home down in in pool in dorset Mm-hmm. She said, look, he can come and stay with us for his final days. We we don't want to put him into a home. They, they they were wealthy enough, thankfully, to look after him. And I was eternally grateful. So I went down there every chance I could. And I, and I sat with him and um, we reconciled our issues. In fact, mm. we didn't really even talk about it, to be honest. We just got on. He, he had an amazing sense of humor. He was a very gentle guy. But life gave he was dealt a few shitty hands in life and i thought well you can't you can't go on your own so i sat with him until he took his last breath and that was all 20 years ago now wow and but i suppose the saving grace and i'm assuming this is that you got those those six months like you said you reconciled and and made up your differences uh yeah I, i i i sometimes imagine what it would have been like if i hadn't got that and so I am grateful 
really, mm. really grateful. And he was, um, you know, we were always very close. But, yeah. you know, when I was 16, 17, I was wild. I was quite, you know, I lived life to the absolute fullest. Um, too hedonistic, probably, and didn't really take other people's emotions in consideration, especially the close people. Yeah, as you yeah. do at that age. Now, you mentioned earlier on that you know you have some of your father's traits, you know, some sort mm. of similarities. What, yeah. what, what in specific would you say they were? Um, it's all coming through now, actually, because my brothers are saying, "Wow, you're like your dad." Um, I, I'm an overthinker. Um, I catastrophize <laughs> unbelievably. He did uh, massive. Uh, you, you know, I worry about everything. There's nothing I don't worry about. In fact, it makes me laugh how much I worry. I worry about not worrying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I and, but you, yeah, you, you know, no. I was just saying, you, you, you have laughed about it, and the, mm. in the in the brief time that I've, you know, that we've been talking. You have got a very sunny disposition. Now, is this your <laughs> is this your coping mechanism, or is this you know is this know. you don't know? It's just I'm that is your inside, nature. Matt. I'm quite inside at the moment. Oh, no, don't say that. No, no, no. Oh, um, I I've always had that way about it. That I I think I do have a sunny disposition. I mean, I am generally an absolute miserable bastard, but I do kind of laugh at that miserableness right it, it's part of who i am um now and I, I it's not it's just the way i am i don't know i don't yeah is it a coping mechanism yes possibly and, and listen I, you know i don't think you're alone in being an overthinker a catastrophizer a warrior there's an element of that in all of us i just think you've admitted it to yourself yes and that is the first step mm. Yeah, I I have to. You you have to because I think if you don't, you're going to be in so much denial. The people. Uh, I, I mean, I'm married and I drive my wife up the bloody wall. But I say, well, at least I know I'm an absolute ass to live with. And she goes, well, that doesn't bloody help. But <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it, it helps me get through it a bit more. Going and and funny enough, it, it's only recently. I mean, I've always ad- admitted it. I mean, if someone said to me, "Are you stressed?" I go, "Yeah, of course I'm stressed." I you, mm. you, you know, I've had, I haven't had a stressful life. Listen, a lot of people have had far far worse than me and got through it. I've had some crappy times. And like, yeah, absolutely, I suffer from the um, the black dog many times. I mean, this pandemic crikey has it brought it out in bag loads uh for everybody and and me i'm definitely no exception i have had the darkest of darkest days and i'm sure i'm gonna have plenty more but i do know that's the kind of person i am i mean i'm not a counselor so i'm not about to give you any kind of (laughs) advice (laughs) and certainly i I can go on clubhouse and do that and everywhere yes you can oh you can find (laughs) experts everywhere everywhere But um, I know that you've started something um, that, you know, and I think it's, you know, in the early stages that is going to potentially either help you communicate with other guys. Yeah. And it's something called the, the, the Miserable Dads Club. Well, is it's, that actually, right? it's actually called the Miserable Bastard. But my friend um, <laughs> actually changed it to Miserable Dad because I think she she does a, a lot of my uh, you know, bits and pieces for me, and she's probably nicer to say that. It, 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 it's more. I had I, what 
the other thing that helps me cope, and I'll get to this bit, bit in a minute, the other bit that gets me I can cope in life is I draw and paint a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to sell my art at all, but it's my my drug. That is my that that's my Prozac. That's whatever it is that calms me down. I can just sit at a drawing board or an easel, and then for two or three hours, just recenter, get my uh, get myself back together mm-hmm. um, for an hour, and then start worrying about something else again later. But I can always go back to it. So. I I had this crazy idea, and I've got this habit of going uh, saying things aloud and going, "Oh shit, I better do it now." Hmm. And uh, I want I want to do this book of illustration, and it basically is called the Little Book of Misery. Right, and it is just about every day little miserable things that make me laugh in myself. You, you know, I I I can look at myself sometimes and go. You absolutely, you know, you worried about that or something that was so unimportant, it becomes quite funny. <laughs> well, it it sounds like it's becoming funnier, and, and <laughs> that you know that's because it's your potentially your way of of coping with the black dog and with the pandemic. And yeah, yeah, you know, you, you have that. I love the fact that you've got that escape. You found that thing that helps you, you know, escape it, get away from it. You sit at your easel, you do those drawings. Mm. Um, but this is, I, I don't know, are you channeling this out into a book? Is that, do you think there's other guys that are going through similar things? Oh, there's, oh, um, I have spoken to many a fella mm-hmm. um, and some won't admit it, but you can see it in their eyes. And I don't know what they're going to gain from it by not talking about it. Um, do they think it's just going to disappear? And it's the British way and just <laughs> get your head down and keep going. Mm. Uh, we are under every, not just, not just blokes, everybody is under the immense amount of pressure. And, and if we don't find a release, some kind of release, whatever, some people write, some people sing, some people go running, whatever it is, you got to do it because you are going to go, you're going to pop one day and, mm you might not come back from that sure and and that's a concern and i don't want to see anybody go through that and yeah i, I mean i've spoken to friends of mine i got a couple of friends and you can see it's in their eyes that they are so stressed but i say listen you know call me talk to me whatever oh no mm. it's fine <laughs> you know you can't i, I can't press them I mean, I just bore the shit out of them with my nonsense, um, <laughs> but I'm quite open like that, <laughs> and I like but boring ja- people with it. And you see, Jason, this is the thing. This is what this is the ethos of who needs instructions, which is why you know this is a great conversation because we all have those friends that don't open up, and it takes someone like yourself and potentially someone like myself to kind of reach out to those guys and mm. say, look, this is how I've coped. I've opened up and I've spoke to my mates about this yeah. and it helps me feel a lot better. Um, and I, and I, there are going to be, and I'm, you know, we're, we're roughly the same age and there are going to be fellas out there who are old school, who just yes. don't see the sense in this. Mm. Um, and you're right. They're going to pop one day and that pop could be either they hit rock bottom and it's time to recover or the pop is the, is the worst thing and they're no longer with us. Yeah. And that's the thing that scares me the most about blokes who just won't talk to each other. Mm. Yeah. But you know what I'm, what I'm getting out of this is, you know, 
I love your honesty. I love the openness because you know I, I I'm a catastrophizer, and you know I could if I overthink catastrophize a... you. I okay, out... it's not a competition, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what do you mean? I'm not overthinking that one now. What's he think of me? <laughs> But that's exactly it. You know, you, I, I look at a situation, you know, I'm driving to work. And if I go at this time, I might meet that traffic there. And that's yeah, going to yeah, cause yeah. this issue. And yeah, what yeah. could that? And, and I'm like, before I know it, the day is doomed. Yes. And it's like the, the, th- the thing that we need to figure out is how we stop ourselves from doing that in the first place. Because I've now got the coping mechanism where I sit and I, st- I stop myself and I say out loud, what the fucking hell are you talking about, young man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I call myself I young man because that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When I'm a bit stressed, which is probably if there's 24 hours in a day, maybe let's say 25 hours of those 24, I'm a bit stressed. You don't sound it. You really don't sound it. <laughs> no, I promise you. I promise you. I, I, I'm sitting here. My body is tight as a drum. Um, uh, and I, I sometimes write things down. Good. Years ago, in my previous job, I used to write things down on a little a little word document go blah blah mm-hmm. whatever was happening whatever went through my mind I'd just type it out yeah and I bust fucking hundreds of pages I mean absolutely hundreds of pages what I used to do now and then is go back and in in like a different color a different font color write what ha- what actually I, if i worried about something i would uh-huh. write under it and go well actually that didn't happen wow as i say i i, I look back at this, some of these things i write and then go yeah it all worked out in the end well i'm uh, jason i'm a massive advocate of journaling i try and journal mm. every single day i do mine first thing in the morning um i wrote about three or four pages this morning and suddenly realized i hadn't journaled for about 10 days and it was beginning to get on top of me. And I suddenly, wow. you know, when I look at my journal, I go, well, that's because you've not been writing anything down for 10 days, Matt. And so, did it stress you out? Did it, did, it, did it stress, not stress you out? Did it sort of like, oh, no, I need to do it? Well, and that's the thing, because I've, you know, life's been fine and I haven't done it because life's been fine. And then when I actually go back and start journaling, I suddenly realise life's not been that great, actually. And by... Because my coping mechanism for definitely for for dealing with stress and dealing with overthinking and dealing with you know unhappy thoughts is to just get them down on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. um, and by that is my therapy. And I've done that this morning, and unbelievably or not, rather maybe more believably, today's been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. Yeah. So but you, you were doing that. Yeah, you were doing that years and years ago. And you mm. know, I've only come to journaling in the last, well, I'd say eighteen months, and it's um, it's been brilliant for me. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of it, definitely. Yeah, I I remember as a kid, I um, you know, was a gawky, lanky, ugly, uh, little kid, uh, with an odd sense of humour. So I didn't really like the girls weren't falling over me. <laughs> and um you know so obviously your teenage years was like oh she doesn't like me so i would write my diary down like um the, the young kid um oh, adrian mole adrian mole yeah so i i i, I would write my diary and go, you know x didn't look at me again today and she got off with my best mate kind of story oh, god and so you were adrian mole were you? i was uh, i was the ugly version of adrian mole 
the least self-deprecating, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The least success, unsuccessful one. Um, <laughs> and so I would write down I, I, lots of it, but then also, I mean, there was other things in it. I mean, in, in these diaries, and I can't, and I wish I could find it because it would be so cringy. <laughs> to read, I, I actually would like to read it because I remember there was loads of it, absolutely loads. Of it. it might have been two lines or or, or um, a couple of pages of of, of being of being a teenager. Yeah, see, I never uh, did that when I was younger. I didn't come to to journaling until very very late in life. So uh, I've got nothing like that to look back on. But um, that's possibly a good thing for me because God knows what I would have written down. Well, I I, I think a lot of as I. Uh, probably hit 15, 16, or maybe a bit younger. Um, you, you know, we were doing things that we shouldn't have been doing uh, at that age, um, probably experimenting with alcohol and whatever. And so that was coming into it because I was such an ugly sod and the girls wouldn't look at me. Um, it was easier just to go and sit in a park and, and drink um, uh, Thunderbirds with your mates and pretend well, that I, you didn't know girls. I knew it was Thunderbirds. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jason, listen, I like yeah. to end uh, all the podcasts with, uh, with a, a few a questions. That, uh, with a song. No, you, you don't want to hear that. Definitely don't want to hear that, mate. Uh, and yeah, there are a couple of serious ones in there, but we'll end on a light note. Don't worry about that. So Jason, <laughs> what do you think it takes to be a man in the 21st century? Big question for you. Uh, honesty. Excellent, love that. Do you want to expand, or are you happy with that answer? No, I think I think that's it. You gotta be honest to yourself. If you're having a bad day, talk to someone, find someone, bore them, just do it. Excellent. Um, who has inspired, or who's been the most influential person in your life? Oh, crikey. Um I, 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 uh, a friend of mine, I won't give her names or anything, uh, a, a guy I used to work with years ago, he got me out of a bad cycle in life. And he mm-hmm. said, if you don't cut your hair, sort yourself out, you can't have a job here. And he kind of meant, he didn't know, but he kind of mentored me through it. And he said, like, get your shit together. Um, because you can do it very, well, you do what you do very well, but you really need to get yourself out. And he was always quite nice to me. He was, we worked together for many years. Um, and I still see when I have a problem in business or I need to talk to someone, I still see him. I go to see him. I mean, he's got his own business problems like everyone else at the moment, but I, I, I actually saw him yesterday. And I sat down with him um, and spoke to him, and he still inspires me. He he said to me one thing because I said, "Oh, how it's so difficult at the moment to get anywhere." And he said, "Jay, you're a survivor," and no one's really ever said that to me, and I've never <laughs> really thought of that of myself. And that kind of inspired me to fight another day. Excellent. Well, maybe one day you can tell him what inspiration he's been, because I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Yeah, but he'd laugh at me and tell me I'm a dick. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> then you definitely need to tell him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. 
what sort of legacy would you like to leave? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, he made us laugh. <laughs> yeah, you've done that. You've oh, done geez. that. Oh, good. I can die yeah. now quite happily. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, that's not what I meant. Uh, yeah, I just did that. that. That was a quick way of ending the legacy. <laughs> <laughs> now talking of laughter you can fit it you can peak you can finish on a high here jason oh, you please do. please tell me your best dad joke oh no 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 um i haven't i promise you i haven't i had loads the other day oh no you put me right on the spot you should have asked me this like two days ago uh, uh, hold on hold on this is uh, i i'm not looking at um google i promise you so you're not going to leave us with a dad joke then nope I'm just going to leave you with silence because <laughs> 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 like, is he still there? Nope, nope, he's gone. Because that is as best as I can do. Radio silence. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, no, good luck you, with, 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 Not, with life. miserable dads. I'm yeah, yeah. Life. Good luck with life, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with miserable dads. Um, thank you, thank keep you. keep painting, keep drawing. And, yeah. uh, and 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 stop catastrophizing because you've already you know you've been here fifty one years and it's not happened yet. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Who Needs Instructions podcast. We release a new episode every week, so make sure to subscribe, and we'll speak to you again soon.